This is a start of a mini-series I decided to do of interviewing those who are active and participating in Warum and Chaos. Today, we have the lovely Koga Ashiro. It is lovely to see you. It is certainly <laughs> lovely to see you as well. <laughs> I will be asking everyone the same set of questions, though the order on how they will go will be different in every episode. The person in question is not required to answer them. I want to make this as comfortable as possible for those who are involved. Alrighty. Alright. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm actually doing very lovely. How about yourself? Oh, the day is going well. That is good to hear. That is certainly very good to hear indeed. Yes. I imagine getting all of this set up must have been... A little arduous. <laughs> oh, the turnout is certainly better than what I thought it would be. Well, I suppose that's a good positive then, isn't it? Certainly. To start off the questions, are you able to explain your childhood in three words? Mm. Well, a joking answer to that question is best left unsaid. <laughs> But in all seriousness, mm, I'm not sure if I can do three words. <laughs> it's okay, it leads into our next question. Would you like to talk more about your childhood? Hmm. I don't suppose there's too much to say on the matter, but I grew up in a very interesting family and I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people as a result of that. <laughs> in terms of anything important, I can't really say I can think of too much. At least, not that wouldn't come up in a more personal discussion, I suppose. That is understandable, of course. Like I said earlier, you only say as much as you want. There are, there are some positive aspects to it, but a lot of it I prefer to leave behind. I suspect a little bit that you are not going to be the only one in that standard. <laughs> Likely so. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me, given the proclivities of most of my household. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask what your birthday is, then? May 29th. I see, so a Gemini? And a small bit of Taurus, but I don't think about it too much. <laughs> Other than what little, small, fun astrology it may offer. Yes. <laughs> it's... While I am aware that your astrology does not make up the entirety of who you are as a person, it is certainly an informative place to start. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> it often gives people a sense of themselves and a sense of meaning. Indeed. It's, it's a sense of understanding another person or being able to relate to traits of theirs. That being said, I don't entirely condone the more exclusionary aspects of astrology, but it can be an interesting conversation starter, if nothing else. Of course. Do you have any piercings? <laughs> I do not really have all that many. I debated getting my ears done for some time, but it just never came up. <laughs> Maybe I will get just one, one of these days. Well, it's never too late, and I'm sure that your sons would be more than happy to show you. True. That or my brother will bother me about it. Either way. <laughs> what is one unique feature that you have? Hmm. I don't think we can count grey streaks as a feature, per se, but... 
The only thing I can particularly think of... Our family has a small proclivity for <laughs> extravagance and partially in our family's namesake and some very old traditions. Around a certain age, depending on a few factors, there is sharpening of teeth and there is a splitting tongue. My tongue is not nearly as extreme as my brother's. In fact, honestly, most people wouldn't notice it unless I pointed it out. I kept the split as small as I could manage while retaining what was expected. But <laughs> I didn't go as extreme with my teeth either. I wasn't interested in slashing my lips for the next month. <laughs> I suppose those are two features that could be considered unique in their own right, though those are more modified rather than natural. It's still something certainly interesting. That is very sweet of you. Of course, dear. Are you able to describe what beauty is to you? It has quite a few forms. I've learned over the course of a good couple years. Beauty does not often come in the form you expect it to. What I may find beautiful at one point in time may very much change or not be what I expect it to be when it comes around. I think beauty is the connections that you form with others. The people you have the opportunity to be close to and how they affect your life. The imprint they leave on it, whether that be for better or worse. Certainly. Have, has anyone ever described you as cold or distant, and do you know what their reasoning may be? <laughs> For work purposes, yes, I have been called that a few times. Though, to be fair, that was entirely on purpose. I had a reputation to uphold at the time, and to a degree still do. So it is only in matters of business, otherwise I really do attempt to remain warm and open to those who seek me out, for one reason or another. Is that why you've adopted so many kids? <laughs> no, that's just because I have a child hoarding problem. A joke? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I see abandoned, traumatized children and I get the bucket. It's time to scoop, I guess. <laughs> There's... I, I have a problem. I'm well aware of this. I've been told this. <laughs> There's certainly... I, I do not take on more than my means, of course. Of course. I'm not going to jeopardize their wealth and well-being. Health and well-being. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Forgive me. You're alright, dear. I will not jeopardize their health or their well-being just out of impulse, if nothing else. I, at the very least, try to consider how it would affect the rest of the household. That being said, this household has still grown to the point it has, so maybe my methods need reconsideration. Well, I have noticed that there is certainly a fact of found family surrounding this entire old ordeal. Not only in Chaos, but in Rorim as well. Hmm, is that so? Yes. I suppose that definitely makes sense what is more valuable than the family you've chosen. Of course. What made you decide to get into chaos? <laughs> That's a little bit of a story. I... Initially, I joined Chaos is the game as a very different person. <laughs> I was not in a good state of mind. I had been about three years off the death of my niece, and I was coming out of a bit of a very nasty downward spiral as a person. I'm not afraid to admit, I was kind of pathetic at that point in time. And I joined because I misunderstood the promise of what was offered. Or at the very least, maybe I didn't even misunderstand, I just had hopes for what this could bring. Whether that would be closure, whether that would be undoing a mistake, atoning for a mistake. I thought I could gain something out of that project. 
I will not lie to people. They are already very well aware of my original intention. I wanted someone back into my life that I thought this could offer me. And understandably, those things haven't happened. I do not have that person back in my life, but it really is for the best. The kind of mindset and the person I was, the person I would have had to be to accomplish that goal would really not have been worth the end result. Not to mention I don't think she'd be particularly happy about the path I'd taken. I... Well, I suppose there's not much more to say about that, is there? I joined because I thought I could get something out of it, and a while in realized both that was not the trajectory this would take me on, and that it was for the best that I was not getting what I wanted. So I suppose the reason why you are staying is both because you may have not gained back the original family member that you've lost, but you've gained several new ones. Indeed. I initially stayed a bit out of obligation to do so. I had my responsibilities and I... They were a bunch of kids. <laughs> I mean, they were some adults, but... They were a bunch of children getting involved in something they really could not have fully comprehended. What reasonable adult would just leave a bunch of children to their own devices? I don't think that would have sat right with me or anyone else. And I didn't just stay out of obligation as an adult, but they are family. And I'm aware that from the perspective of someone who has jokingly referred to the entire group as a cult, we are not. <laughs> I really must initiate, initiate and insist that we are not a cult, as much as we like to make jokes. It just so happens that our little group happens to revolve around a deity, but it is not cult-like in nature. <laughs> that man gets no slack, none whatsoever. <laughs> it's less worship and more lovingly dragging this man out of a closet to get therapy. <laughs> A deity that you happen to be dating, right? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> May I ask how that came along? <laughs> A series of complicated events. <laughs> when we initially met, when I initially applied for this... I won't call it a position, but... <laughs> when I applied for this group initially, I don't know. It was comforting in a way that I have not felt in a long time since certain things. I felt at home and I felt like I was being given answers. And I was. It's not as though I was being lied to necessarily. I, he was not entirely truthful, but in fairness there are some things that are rather difficult to explain to the general population, let alone people who are very confused <laughs> about being given information from two contradictory sides. I was tossed into a world that I had only read of for years and years. So having that anchor, that steadying point, a font of answers, of understanding, of compassion for lack of a better word, was comforting. I remember we were first learning about a good deal of more static-related things, at least what could be related to us at the time. I was very, very scared <laughs> on account of a few problems that I won't get too deep into, but I recall I just sat there for a while with him, as much as he could be present, of course. The whole not mortal and not usually in possession of a human body as a host is obviously going to make that a little difficult, but he was present. He offered comfort, genuine advice, genuine safeguard. He offered more than he had to, even. He offered something that was personal, something that he liked and wanted to share. I felt very comfortable, and Due to that same other entity's meddling, there was some problems in between. I'm 
not at this point in time going to hash out the entire several year long history of that debacle. <laughs> but let's just say apparently on both ends, there was a tiny bit of pining for at least a year, if not more, <laughs> before both of us realized we were being a bit foolish and making assumptions about the other's intentions with various entities. <laughs> I very much regret my involvement with some of these entities. Not him, but others. And it has put me in the position I am in now, and I will acknowledge that it is entirely by my mistake. But he did not even in that moment outright reject me or hate me or revile me for my behavior. Albeit he has every right to be angry, I did accidentally attempt to kill the man at least once. I didn't understand what I was doing, in my defense. I wasn't entirely given the most truthful view of actions that I was being asked to undertake. And that led to some complicated circumstances, which made him very distrustful of me for a point of time, before these issues could be resolved, and, well, um, here we are. A lot of pent-up emotions were very much divulged. And now we are here, attempting to undo a year's worth of my mistakes. <laughs> and meddling and otherwise misinformed behaviors. So could you say that in the chaos of it all, you found closure in sanity? I suppose, and in the process I went about 20% more insane than I intended to. <laughs> I do not know if I would pass a normal psychological evaluation nowadays, but we'll see. I haven't particularly put in the effort to finding out yet. Well, you have, of course, joined a game that is in the title. Indeed, indeed. But I suppose, given the chaos I expected, you would be surprised how much of that chaotic nature doesn't come from the deity in question. Most of it just comes from the human beings involved. Oh, I'm for not surprised. For such a supernaturally inclined endeavor, you would be surprised how much of the actual chaos and problems and dilemmas come from the human beings and not the gods. <laughs> if anything, it makes Draco look tame by comparison. <laughs> and yet... Uh, the embodiment of chaotic energy. <laughs> it doesn't seem like something I would go for to most people, but then I ask people to look a second time and it becomes very obvious this is exactly my niche. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> I'm comfortable here. Despite the fact that I very much am a person of order and of organization and of calm, which perhaps was <laughs> A factor in other entities' initial attractions, I cannot say for sure. You can't really. Jackal is far more willing to communicate than Static is, and that is a generous statement. <laughs> Sometimes going months at a time without being spoken to, without being given instruction, without being given answers. On either side, because one side will not talk, and the other is hurt and betrayed and does not feel you can have a dialogue with where things are. I don't blame him for that, but every day I regret my part in that. I mean, not to mention for my own health's sake. I have a bit of a, a regret there. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be so off. I'm only in my 40s, after all. <laughs> it's alright, dear. But hey, things are made up. Things are, for the most part, cleaned up with some loose threads. From here, it's just finding a solution. And once that's all resolved, everything can relatively exist as normal. With a little bit more caution, now. That is certainly the hope, dear. Indeed it is. I have the highest of hopes. What would you say is your vices and virtues, then? In terms of virtues, 
compassionate and empathetic to a fault. And I'm aware that sounds a little bit weird, but I am willing to forgive, not to forget, but to forgive. I am willing to give as many second chances as it will take, so long as my good graces are not trampled upon. If I am not given the respect that is due for what I have offered, I can no longer offer that concession. But I will give as many chances as necessary, especially to the children that need it. Goodness knows they're children. They are not going to make the appropriate choices. They're not going to do the right thing all of the time. Sometimes they're going to piss you the hell off and very much hurt you. I suppose, to some degree, it might be clear who I am talking about. And if he does hear this, I'm sorry. I really am. I still love you. I didn't know what else to do, I'm afraid. Compassionate to a fault, in that you found the fault. I can only hope, perhaps, Roram does him better, but... I don't know. Even Jackal didn't know. We discussed for hours what to do. It was the only option we had left aside from... Well... Measures I don't like considering in relation to him. From what I've heard through the grapevine, I believe he is doing okay. Oh thank god. He isn't doing the best but he is certainly going and making through. You will hear him through this. I hope so. I can't imagine he's particularly happy with either of us. Must seem we've abandoned him. And to a degree, I suppose it does make sense it would come across that way. I suppose just we have no other recourse. We have exhausted every option that is possible with our current methods and resources. I can only hope he will eventually understand that and understand that he is not despised. I just want him to get better. Another thing too is that I... he doesn't think that you've abandoned him. I... He thinks himself more of a monster than being abandoned. That is about how it was. He understands that he is on his last choice. His last option. Quite, quite literally. I don't think he'll get another opportunity from anyone. But he does- hope he utilizes this one to his best ability. He does feel sorry and he does want to make up. I know my other children would not be the happiest with this statement, but I do hope I can maybe welcome him home someday, when he's sorted himself out. Certainly. Or when something has changed for the better. I say they wouldn't be happiest with this, because that's why he was sent away to begin with. Not out of any ill will, just have the rest of the family to keep in mind. And when I can no longer manage something like that, when none of us can manage something like that, when it is an active danger to everyone, <laughs> I hope you can understand where I'm coming from and know that it does not sit well with me to phrase it that way. I do understand, and, and it's okay. I would like nothing more than to bring him home. I really would. I just hope that where he is now will suit him in growth. That he can see himself as a little more human. A little kinder. And perhaps work on some of the other tendencies he has. <laughs> I admit I do feel guilty for that. I really do. It is in no small part, and I don't say this out of any depreciating of myself, it is in part my fault things are this way. My condition and my situation and my involvement with certain entities 
did drive this entire stage forward. At least in part. My actions directly correlated with the circumstances I find myself in and that others find themselves in. And I can only hope, once this is all cleared up, hopefully, that things can go back on a path of being calm. Not normal, there's certainly not really a standard for normal, but calm. Put together, I suppose. And I realize went a bit off topic with the question, but in terms of vices, um, would we count alcoholism as one? I suppose we can. I suppose I have been somewhat better about it with my occasional flubs. I'm improving. I'm by no means a perfect human being, but I am improving. And that speaks volumes, dear. I want not to pretend to be any less than I am, but I will not stoop so low as to let myself sink lower. What's a habit that you would like to start, then? Hmm. I mean, I do have a fair bit of my habits already in place, with... <laughs> I guess I could... I wish I could get back into working out a little more than I do, but... The issue with that is purely a health concern, and nothing about my scheduling, time, or ability to find the location or equipment. It's just the fact that my body does not take very kindly to what I would push it to. Again, I'm sure that your sons would be more than happy to help you with that. Oh, one of them certainly would. <laughs> I love him to death, but oh goodness gracious. I'm happy we're talking again. I really am. What is your favorite type of weather? I actually rather enjoy it when it's a bit murky, when it's raining. When it's that... I mean, as of now, I unfortunately find cause to enjoy it just a little less in terms of my paranoia, but... I like it when it's foggy, when it's grey, when it's just starting to rain a little. I mean, I prefer full deluge, but... Or deluge. Deluge? I can't remember the word. But I prefer rain. There's something calming to it. It's a safe white noise, I suppose. It drowns out everything in the background that would ordinarily be much too loud. And it provides some rather lovely circumstances once it stops. Not to mention, some of my better memories as of these past few years have been during storms. Do you have any guilty pleasures? <laughs> uh, I suppose it's one of the more publicly known, but I, when I was younger especially, Due to a lot of things, I tossed myself very heavily into fiction. I found myself quite frequently opting for that escapism. Because it was easier to process what had happened and to project myself and perhaps those around me into the place of a fictional scenario where nothing actually is all that painful. You can separate and distance yourself from it, but I'm improving about that and I do actually handle my problems. It's just, it's nice to forget reality every now and again. Of course. And I, it's not guilty for that reason. It's guilty because even I will admit my selection of titles is an oddity at times. <laughs> Especially when I was a teenager or coming into my 20s. Those years were very odd. I was very much coming out of a negative circumstance of my life, and the fiction I read heavily reflected that. I've since moved on to a lot gentler and a lot healthier topics, because I don't need the comfort and cushion of those old ones so much. But I will not deny I still have a few of the old ones, and I do sometimes revisit them, because it's interesting to look back at how you used to be as a person. 
It's interesting to see what used to fuel you, what used to drive you, what used to enrapture your attention. <laughs> There's certainly nothing wrong about that. Indeed, nothing wrong. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing when people pull out one of the weirder or more interesting titles and you promptly are jokingly hassled about it for the rest of the day. I'm sorry, Caden. I shouldn't have told you to go to that shelf, but I thought it was on a different one, okay? <laughs> you don't have to bully me anymore, okay? <laughs> it certainly seems that you are a good person that they seem to pick on. <laughs> Only because I'll take it in stride, especially if it's not unfair. <laughs> Do you recommend any media? <laughs> well, I know some of my old favorites were by this author named Bauer, I think. His proclivities lean towards vampiric or draconic. <laughs> I had a bit of a penchant for the more fantastical romances at the time. If you are into those sorts of things, then I suppose any one of his works is particularly good. Especially his draconic ones. They seem to have a much more personal and more loving touch to them. Not to mention the outrageous convoluted plotline. You will not be bored. You will not be too confused. I would maybe recommend keeping small notes if you're going for a few of them, but... <laughs> Anything by Bauer is a good start, and there are a multitude of other authors. If romances aren't particularly your genre, there's always something out there for you. That... <laughs> I admit I was rather fascinated with embarrassingly <laughs> true crime when I was younger. <laughs> Again, I've grown out of things. I have obtained taste. But <laughs> I used to have an obsession, maybe not even necessarily true crime, more the unexplained supernatural phenomena, especially back where I grew up. There are quite a few urban legends and myths and stories that are past that if you look into it provides a rich insight into the culture and history. But also it just gives you a good laugh sometimes. <laughs> Certainly. The imagination of people who are staring into the dark knows no bounds. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> are you willing to go into a little bit more deeper topics real fast? Of course, of course. What is something that deeply frightens you then? <laughs> I will phrase it as not being able to be of service. And I mean this in the capacity of how I care for others is very much based on how I may offer them assistance, may I offer them something they need. The way I love is based on acts of service, essentially. To be unable, in someone's hour of need especially, to offer any kind of service, comfort, reassurance, anything. To know that this person is isolated, alone, I'm very familiar with that feeling, and I do not wish that on anyone. People who wish they could reach out and speak about a circumstance. People who just need the comfort, need a home, need somewhere to be, need someone to listen, need someone to take a step that they themselves cannot take. As long as it is within reasonable means, it's something that I strive to do for anyone that I can. Being completely and utterly unable to do a thing for themselves or for myself. That's horrific because it really does leave you with the only option being to wait on whatever mercy applies. Certainly. What would you believe is the worst way to die then? Hmm. <laughs> I can almost hear a certain other person's answer if he's ever asked, but I both agree and disagree with it, I guess. It's difficult. Hmm. You don't have to answer it if you do not want to. Suicide, I think. Of really any kind. The method doesn't necessarily matter so much as the purpose. Because that speaks volumes to being in so, so much indescribable pain that the only way they saw out 
was simply to never see the next morning. Certainly. <laughs> Perhaps that is a bit depressing, but I don't, think right, the I don't think the method of death matters so much. It may augment the experience, it may even give time for regret or fear, but I think any death by suicide is the worst kind. Not for any fault of the victims, but just because of what it speaks to. It speaks to pain that they felt there was no outlet for, or fear, or any kind of emotion that just was too painful to bear. Mm -hmm. And they saw no way out except to die. And that's frankly horrible. Getting onto a more lighter topic, what do you normally do to cheer yourself up or somebody else? <laughs> well, if it's just myself, I will admittedly have days where I would just... I would hold myself up in the old library we had at home. <laughs> Maybe put a log on the fireplace if it was late enough. Or if not, just exist, but... Grab one of the old, maybe a little more, I'll just say trashy. <laughs> I don't think they're trashy, but it would be described that way. Grab one of the old trashy novels and just spend a few hours with that. At the very least, it gives me some time to think, to reflect, to handle myself better emotionally. If it's with others, it depends on their individual preferences. I know some of my children, when they're upset, really don't like company. They really don't like being bothered. They feel very isolated and isolate themselves. What I do in those cases really is just, all you can do is give them time and space and what they may need while the wait goes. Sometimes people need to not be alone. They need to be held, they need to be taken care of, or at the very least, offered words that might help them if they have to insist on being alone. <laughs> If it's family troubles, then usually, unfortunately, that involves cramming everyone in a room and trying to get them to not bite each other's heads off for 30 minutes. <laughs> Which is easier said than done, but we haven't had any deaths yet, so... <laughs> Sometimes, unfortunately, the problem has to be confronted, and then we can all go our separate ways and cope. However we cope. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Do you have a signature accessory? <laughs> it's an old brooch, sort of. Eh, not brooch, but... <laughs> I could hold it out to show you, but... It's a little emblem on the tie that I wear on most of my things when it's not casual. It's just the old family seal. I feel odd without it, so to speak. That is understandable. You live with something as long as you do. I'm sure you feel naked without it. It's always been on me in some form. Having it not be on me is... strange. Certainly. Do you ever regret joining Chaos? Overall? No. I don't. It would be very cruel and unfair of me to say that to any part of my experiences. There are things I certainly regret my involvement in. And I feel that if I hadn't made the decisions I had made, perhaps things would be different, but... You can't change the past. No one has that ability. You may only move forward with the decisions you have made. To regret and wish to change something impossible is to dwell on the past, is to lock yourself to it. You are preventing yourself from moving forward, from seeing the future, and from doing better. I see no point in regretting, even if at times... I do regret, and I used to a lot more, regret and lament the part I've had to play in things. Blame myself for the part I've had to play in things, or even the part I didn't. But regretting joining would not only have changed my life maybe for the worse, I would not know the people I know, I would not have had the impact I have had in the lives I have had now. Regardless of my circumstances, I will deal with my choices. I'm an adult. I'm capable of doing that. I will not regret being here. If nothing else, it has given me a new chapter of my life that I very much have come to love. Even if I am somewhat regretful of some of the events that have led to this. 
That is valid and understandable, dear. <laughs> Do you have a favorite cipher? <laughs> I suppose it would be a bit biased for me to say Polybius. Well, everyone else calls it Polybus, but I call it Polybius. <laughs> I'm just odd that way. I'm a little biased. It was always initially between Tap, Morse, and Polybius, I think, but since he's ended up sticking to Polybius, I've found favoritism in it. I can recognize the words and the patterns at least a little. I can't outright read it without having to translate a little, but you start to recognize letters and patterns. You start to recognize when they say your name, when they say hello. You start to recognize little tiny snippets of phrases. You start to grow a little love for the language you've come to understand because of just how embroiled in your history and good memories it can be. I'm sure also four years of reading it, you would surely, hopefully, get some of it. <laughs> just a little. It is still difficult because they are still long strings of text and that is a strain on anyone's mind. <laughs> yes. But indeed. I can recognize at least a little bit. For example, I know hello Koga, <laughs> or hi Koga, <laughs> or what's up bitch? <laughs> I can recognize the odd little phrases and every time I see it I don't have to translate it anymore, I can just respond. Of course. I can also recognize little human, which, Jackal, please. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the future has until? I think despite teaching this man a little bit of English that he would not stop using that phrasing. <laughs> oh, sorry. And in terms in terms right. of the future with luck, it seems for the most part I've been not the best health-wise. With luck, the future holds a more permanent remission for that. It's... It's hopeful. I haven't had too many issues so far. I... A while back I sent someone to do a little research on the condition I'm handling. Whatever they have found seems to be doing its work. So... I can only hope that continues to hold. I can only hope that the relationships that my family has found can be nurtured and can be fulfilling. That is what I think the future will hopefully hold for them. And for myself, adjusting to very interesting circumstances of my life. Is there anything that you would like to say to the audience or any advice that you would like to give? Don't regret the actions that have led you to where you are now. Make the most of your circumstances and <laughs> tell the people you love that you love them. We do not, as creatures, say it as often as we should. There will be a time where you can't say it anymore. Never take, never not take the opportunity to tell someone you love that you love them, that you care for them, that you are grateful for their presence in your life. Do everything you can to show them that through your words, through your actions, through how you live your life. Care for yourself, first and foremost. You are not a martyr for others. You do not have to be a martyr for others. Learn to let go. It hurts, I know that. <laughs> but you'll be happier for it. You can't have good new circumstances in your life. Even if you don't want those, you cannot be happy if you continue to hold on to nothing but pain. It's alright to let it go. It serves you no purpose anymore. Alright, that being said, the floor is yours if you want to ask me any questions. <laughs> hmm. Well, I imagine setting up this whole thing has been a bit difficult. How have you been doing with all of this? To be completely honest, as much as it may seem difficult, it really quite isn't. Huh. The only difficult part is just making sure that people's schedules lined up, and you just happen to be the first to be able to. 
In fairness, I'm particularly used to managing my schedule's openings. I was not head of my family for no good reason. <laughs> Certainly. And are there any interviews you're looking forward to? Because I know I'm the first among many. I cannot help but know, or at least wonder, if there are any in particular you're looking forward to. I'm particularly interested to see if I could get Father's interview, or the Father's interview from Roy. I haven't heard much about him beyond some small statements. He is a rather difficult figure to ascertain. Yes, which is why I am quite excited to pick his brain a little bit. <laughs> Assuming he'll give you the time of day. <laughs> Certainly I so. I've heard he is a bit hard to get a hold of. Not that I've maybe tried. I have already gotten confirmation. I just need to schedule a time and a place to actually meet with oh. him. Well, that certainly should be interesting, then. I can't wait to hear it for myself. Certainly. <laughs> I think we're all a little curious about the father. And I know even less than my particular family member does. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder. What differences have you found between Chaos and Warm? What are some interesting dynamic changes that you've noticed between the two? As much as found family has been a big thing in chaos, it is certainly up for debate of whether or not Forum will end up the same way. Hmm. Of course, chaos has several years on Forum. True, true. This began quite a few years ago. <laughs> yes, um, there are certainly aspects. Something that I've also noticed is that I believe Chaos was split up into three teams originally? Indeed, it was originally split into three separate teams. Two of which have been- well, technically all of them have been disbanded. Initially, I believe, from what I understand, Jackal and two of his associates who are now no longer part of the program, at least I say program. They are not part of the group, and at least not the same way they were. There were two people, Gellum and Naga. We have really not spoken to them all that much. Naga, it seems, is simply no longer with us, and Gellum is in a complicated set of circumstances, which makes their presence difficult. That and the initial focus of chaos was a bit more competitive in nature, less friendly, less familial, less close. Things have since changed in the attitudes we all face towards each other, and ergo is there really a reason to keep us separate, to keep secrets from each other? That is certainly true, and it is something that I have seen the difference in Vorim as well, is that despite the lack of communication, Vorim is more open on saying what they're about, while also the ascension aspect is a lot more focused on than what originally Jackal had in tow. Indeed, Chaos was initially a very different game. None of us have even come close to the ascension Jackal had, I believe, intended originally, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for all of us. I think that if it can be avoided, but if such a life-altering change can be avoided, I will do what I can to keep this family together and as whole as possible. They are both friends and family, and I see no reason. I... well, I'm aware that apparently there is quite a lot on the horizon, according to old notes, old journals. Perhaps those I could share with you later, if I haven't already. <laughs> It's Certainly. a bit scattered, and not a lot of it makes sense. I was trying to be the archivist for quite a while, actually. Up until a few ago, where my health took a turn for the worse, and I have struggled to keep up since certain incidents. It is certainly a laborious task. For one person, it is quite a lot. So I suppose I consider this my well-wish in hoping that you perhaps have more assistance than I did. 
Then again, you are also dealing with a much more structured and organized system, so perhaps it will be a bit easier. And certainly I am younger than you. <laughs> oh, age has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's another thing about it being just more human, more chaotic, a lot more personal. It was keeping track of so many personal notes and mysteries and misunderstandings. I still do not think we have all of the original mysteries solved, and I wonder if we ever will. I certainly hope we will, because there are some questions that very much itch in the back of my head. Certainly. The cat needs to be brought back after all. Indeed. <laughs> there are some codes we still have not deciphered, and there are some mysteries we have no way to answer, because their origins are gone. It's infuriating, but we do our best. We are only a little group of people, after all. Of course. We're hardly professionals with centuries and centuries of research and dedication or anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a group of very strange little people who all came together for shits and giggles. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> we all came together because we decided, yeah, this looks interesting and with each our own individual agendas in mind some of, of us course. have found our agendas some of us have obtained our answers some of us are still waiting some of us will never have those answers but that's okay i suppose all we can do is unravel what we can and do our best to lay the rest of it to sleep and to avoid whatever coming storm was predicted initially on our arrival only hope for the best and that we will weather it together is there anything else that you would like to ask me sir i do not think so but i do thank you for the opportunity to ask of course it's only natural after i've quizzed you for so long <laughs> has it been so long it hardly feels like time at all it's been around an hour oh my <laughs> look at the time <laughs> time flies when you're having fun i suppose so i suppose so thank you again for being on my podcast and letting me intri interview you well thank you for having me i had a lovely time and i can only hope you did as well and we'll continue to do so of course dear this concludes the roram selim podcast thank you for listening and i hope you have a good day a good night and a good afternoon i'll see you next time bye